me sideways, man. Oh, <laughs> um, folks, uh, welcome to Bottles and Bricks, a last month podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ronan and Chain, and um, me and my compadres just uh, we just finished watching episode two. We finished watching episode two, and this is our spoiler discussion. Um, if for some odd reason you see our energy low, it's because this one hit us hard. And if you play the games, you might be you you'll know why it hit us hard. But I got my compadres here, Sam and Ty. Um, I'm gonna give you guys time to, to sink it in. Uh, thanks for joining me, um, folks. Dread, dread is something to not take lightly. And even if you're familiar with the story, even if you're familiar with the characters. It's palpable, oh. and you might even get denial symptoms initially because you're like you're hoping to see what if they'll switch them up, and it's like nope. There's a reason why it has to go down this way, and what differences they might add to this, you know, to these scenarios and these sequences. Um, this was a great follow up to that first pilot. Um, that opening within Indonesia kicked ass. I think it's better than the opening to the pilot, and. Bella, Pedro, and Anna, uh, yeah, Anna really got to stretch their muscles in, re- in expressing these characters. Yeah. And um, I give kudos to the man. Um, Neil Druckmann, well done. Well done with your live action direct, uh, directing. Um, I, I don't know what to say. I, 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 we laughed. We shut the hell up in tense moments, and they finally made the jump of clickers from video game to live action, and they are just as creepy and scary and um, terrifying and also ugly as they are in the game, and then some. And they bring in a, a cool new thing that I don't recall in the games, but makes sense in the logical sense. Um, but Sam... Uh, this episode starts, this episode goes, this episode ends. How are you about it? Yep. I am in shock. Yeah. Um I you know what? I'm just gonna go straight for the juggler. I'm sorry. Look, bro. Go for they, it. They they when this came when the game when I played the game, much kind of like Sarah's death. Tess, I knew, you know, Tess kind of symbolized like a, a, a compass for Joe. Gave him a sense of direction in not just purpose, but where he could go, what could be, what relationship he did have outside of his own humanity being lapsed. And the whole entire episode, the whole entire episode, Tess has been convincing Joe not only that we should deliver her, maybe she is worth saving maybe this is hope maybe this is real um she starts to um teach ellie how to live how to survive and it's such a contrast from joe's perspective and his ideology at this point all the way up to the moment that we realize that she is bitten and again we we know as as people that have played the game we know that tess is you know is going to expire but the way that they did it, it's just, it hurt, bro. I don't, I don't know any other way to kind of put it. Like, it hurts. It hurt. 
it hurts, and it's rough. Uh, this episode had it all, though. I mean, outside of, you know, the passing of Tess and the actress that did such an amazing job with her, and even the way she went out, we'll talk about that. Um, the opening of this, the introduction of uh, Indonesia, that whole point with Indonesia being like, getting an understanding like oh, okay this is how the infection started this is what's going on here bomb it like what like emotionally like like that's that's such a hard hitting intro right um down to later on that pays off with the connection of the final moments of test of like okay there's some kind of connection with all of these with these spores um this was just such a strong emotionally resonant episode it's just hard because it takes everything out of you. Like, you're scared, you're laughing, you're enjoying it. The action, when the action's on, it's hitting. And yet, when the emotion hits, it you can't help but cry. Like, this is, these are two back-to-back episodes. How many HBO shows have we watched where it's been a back-to-back episode where we did cry? Like, you might get, like, a red wedding, like, here or there. And then you get a couple episodes that lapse, and then the end of the season, you get something. Like, they found ways of showing emotional resonance in two back-to-back episodes. And that's ridiculous. And that's just pure good writing. The material's there, but they're using it in such a way that they're literally punching you right in the face, and you're just taking it. (laughs) I don't know anywhere to put it. Sorry, I concur. No, 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 I get it. I get it. I mean, (sighs) before I make my comment, I just want to make sure I'm within the guidelines of bottles and bricks. Now, I know this is our spoiler episode. Are we also talking game spoilers? Uh, just not the second game. Well, you know what? I don't know. Uh, what do you want to do, Ronan? Because I've been kind of keeping it hush hush about even. I've been, I've been doing my best to, if you want to talk spoilers, talk spoilers that matches where the episode concludes. Where we're so we can at talk in the, about in the game story. The, yeah, we can talk about the dynamics of how mm-hmm. we're at right now with the game and where we're at right now with the show and see how they're related, how they're different, and okay. what they so, can uh, imply of. All right. So I'll modify my statement. Um, but first, Sam, if you can bring back up that picture with Tess and and Joel. Yo. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to modify my statement a bit. And the guys will understand that. If anybody's played the games, they'll also understand the modification of my statement. But playing the series, the last of a series. Out of all the events that occurred within the series, there are two deaths and only two that have rocked me to the core. One of them is here. Sam understands the modification of my statement, and I'm sure Ronan does too, but one of them is Tess. Tess in the game and even and the fact that they're able to transition that emotional effect for the series i was just at a loss for words it was almost like i'm going right back through the game all over again 
And if I have to shout out anybody on this, there's two people that I could definitely shout out in this episode. One is um, Anna Torf. To have somebody say, to somebody to say, look, you're, you're going to only be in two episodes of this series. And for her to give the performance she gave in these two episodes, my God, that's acting. That's some stellar acting. The other kudos is to Neil Druckmann. Neil Druckmann directed this episode. He's the director of the of the of the Last of Us, the games. Not everybody who can do direction of a game can direct a movie or a TV show. But this is his realm. This is his, this is where he plays, lack for lack of a better word, pun intended. And he did it beautifully. He did it beautifully. It it didn't give you that feeling of, oh, this is just him bringing the video game. I mean, it is, but he actually said, here's the, the, here's the narrative for this episode. Here's the game, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to present it in a TV form, show form, but it still have the same impact. Not too many people can do that. Most people will sit back and be like, oh, yeah, well, this is Neil Druckmann. It's the game. We're basically watching a video game episode. But that's it. But it's also not it. Like, when you can watch something that you know is going to happen and still be less speechless, because as we talked in the first episode, spoiler discussion, it's the little subtle things, the subtle changes that make the biggest impact. And the way her death was handled, my God, I just, it's its just, it's emotionally hitting. It just hits you to the core. It, I just, like, I needed to walk away for a second after that episode. That's how heavy that was. Like, and the guys understood, thank you, but that's, it's very rare that you have a show, any media of entertainment affect you in a way where you actually got to take a break and walk away to soak it in. This was that moment for me. I, first of all, before, you know, because yes, Anna Torf, MVP of the episode, she just crushed it. But also, we don't get to we don't get to here without with Tess without Annie Hershing or Annie Wershing. I'm sorry, I apologize. So Annie Wershing. So round of applause to Annie Wershing for creating this character with Neo, making her such beloved. And um, yeah, I just wanted to give her a shout out because you know for this role for this show to go with Tess, Annie Wershing had to run for this to, to work, and I appreciate that and. Anna honored, honored both Annie and Tess separately and the work they did. Um, I love how Tess balanced everything out where Joel was ready to just be like, she's infected. There's nothing we could do. And Tess tried to comprehend what's going on and work it out. And she, you know, 
not not all the way, but on hundred percent. But she says, you know, she should have turned by now. By now, she should have been a goner. Like this is real. This is fucking real. And I love that during the whole process, their journey to when they meet, she meets her end. She's teaching Ellie basic stuff of surviving in the world outside the QZ. And Joel is subtly in the back, just waiting to see a twitch, waiting to see her start to turn to avoid anything else going down worse. And yeah, I just wanted to, to give a shout out to, to Addie and and, uh, and uh, Tess and Anna. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's a, you know you know something is good when it hits you once in another experience and then it presents it again and it hits you again in a completely different experience with a similar sequences um which goes to the clickers and oh damn it Man. i was waiting to see you know cuz cuz she she tells Joel go ahead just go look after her like like you know and him being like you know the bite yeah. she got bit again she's like can you just drop it just be like She's not turning, just accept it. That was her just trying to get, you know, to have him stop saying, like, she's going to turn, she's going to turn, because she knows she's doing. She's mm-hmm. like, please, I don't want that right now. I don't want to deal that with right now. Um, and just Joel was speechless. He just couldn't say anything about the whole time. He just kept looking at her and be like. And I love, I love, she doesn't say this in the game, but she says, she tells Joel, please tell me, please say yes. Tell me you're going to do what, I, what I'm telling you to do. And it's telling, like I'm giving you a second shot at at not being a shitty person anymore. Don't waste it. Don't don't throw this away. I'm giving you this one. I'm like in. <sighs> um, but for her to go down that path, she has to. She and the rest have to encounter the clickers. I knew they'd be scary. I knew it'd be tense. I didn't know they would capture the atmosphere. Almost verbatim, almost identical to how you won't play out. And for and what they do a good job is that they say the smartest way to do it is stealth. Once that's that uh, strategy is out the window, go guns blazing. Which you know when we talked about it, how we're like some people choose to go stealth, some people choose to go bl- guns blazing. And I love the, you, you talk about cinematography. I love how they showcase. Okay. Ellie and Tess are going to run to the left side of the place. And while they're running, they're looking at Joel. And the camera just looks back at Joel trying to fight off a clicker. And I'm like, oh, that was such a unique perspective to cut back away from. Yeah. And the fact that they, they, they in um, exposition, they threw out lore of how they work and how it's not just one thing to shoot them. It's another thing to not let them spread because once that spread happens, the environment goes down. And then every, everybody else around them, even if they're far away, wake up and go to hone in on that position. So I love that it was strategical and part of the ecology of the breakdown of, of a clicker. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I love that they went into that depth for that. Yeah, I thought that was very fascinating because it puts a different level to the threat. Yeah. Uh, because it's kind of like they're constantly in communication. It's not like it's not like, oh, wow, they just popped up out of nowhere just because this is a game. Like, no, there's a science to this. Yeah. Even if you shot one down, if they were connected to a plate of grass that's still alive, a mile away, that thread is going to connect with the rest of them. 
even down to the one clicker that noticed that Tess was still alive, didn't try to harm her. He literally spread. He was trying to spread the infection to get her quicker on their side. That's just crazy. Because then that means that you're dealing with the enemy that not only is functioning, but they can put you in very harm's way anywhere you go. Yeah. Uh, which the game is kind of like, yeah, you worried about the spores, you worried about like the different variations of clickers, and you just in survival mode. You didn't think, oh wow, nowhere everywhere where I go, I'm in danger, kind of thing. And I think that that's that's an interesting approach to a show like this, uh, because then it makes it kind of an uncontrollable, unbeatable situation. Um, yeah, it's <clears throat> it's very. It's very incredible how they use the environment. The visual effects and everything on the environment, of course, is absolutely stellar. But how they utilize the environment to, to deliver across to the viewer the magnitude of this pandemic. You know, it, it's... It, it's it's literally now showing intelligence. It's showing yeah. a net, it's, it's built its own network, yeah. you know, where it's, where while we're focused on survival from being infected, it's focused on its survival by spreading as fast as possible. Yeah. And when the they do the prologue and the the doctor who is you know a subject matter expert dealing with this when she sits down and begins and un, and basically realizes after that autopsy that the one thing she's not that should not be happening is happening mm -hmm. and that officer says hey we need a cure we need a vaccine and she's he's like she's like listen to me carefully there is no vaccine there is no medicine and he's like what do we do and she's like bomb bomb one word bomb the whole city just take everything out even though understanding when they basically said 14 people from that factory where it originated are missing She's just like, take the whole place out. Yep. Take the whole place out. But she know, she probably knows within her head, she's just trying to do the best decision she can think of from her profession to contain it. But she clearly understands and knows that it's not contained at this point. It, it's over. But yeah. the best you can do if you respond quickly is bomb. Slow it down. It, slow it down. Yeah. And the last thing she just says is, someone take me home i want to be with my family because right. she knows that's yeah. the, like and that's simply the prologue and to go from the prologue through the events that lead up to tess's death not to mention this isn't even a 80 this isn't even like the pilot an 81 minute episode we've basically been deprived of 30 minutes and to have the same impact 
-hmm. And I understand why they're doing it because they're trying to reel you in, but they are doing an absolutely damn good job. I mean, if after the first two episodes of this series, you're not interested in watching the rest, I don't even know what to tell you. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. It's not for you. It's not for you. It's just, it's not for you. And I, I, you know, I was joking around, you know, our last episode saying, oh, it's a 37 out of 10. It's a thousand out of 10. It powers over 9,000. But I'll for this second episode, like I really mean it. It is a 10. This, this series, this season, I say I don't even want to say season. This particular series has the ability and potential to be a, a proper 10 out of 10 show. Nothing is ever perfect, but boy, when I tell you this thing is on the coattails of per of perfect out the gate. To 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 knock us out so hard and literally have the group you see before you absolutely speechless knowing that we've seen we've seen this stuff already in video game form we've read this story before we know how it ends and it still impacts us this way right in this medium says um i don't know what else to add except that the only thing i do want to bring up that'll be just my two cents for the rest of the podcast is that i'm shocked <laughs> that when Joe and Ellie were by themselves, he was willing to tell her info about him. I'm like, wow, that is different. And that doesn't happen until like halfway through the game or even the tail half end of the game where he's like, okay, I went, I was from here, 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 here. Talks about his, you know, his marriage and, you know, all that other stuff. So, I was really shocked that they did that, and I'm wondering how they're gonna play out because that's the cool thing about the game is that he's very like reserved and barely wants anything out of the can. Um, so yeah, I found that uh, uh, fascinating to to do it in the series and see how is Joe gonna be harder even next in the next few episodes before he gets. Opening up his heart to Ellie, because he he does look at his watch. He's holding a gun and he looks down at the watch, and you know that's you know he sees Sarah in her very much so. Definitely, yeah. And um, yeah, I can't only really imagine how hardened Joe's going to be in the next few episodes, and how it's going to feel once that rubber band of tension just pulls, 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 and then it snaps. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I dug the episode. Um, I, I will preach it again. The crew behind it is nailing it. Your work is not going unnoticed. Um, even we're even if we're watching it this early, you could tell like, wow, even this early in the stage, it looks that damn good and it feels right. This yeah. is definitely um, the show that's going to be talked about. Yeah, for sure, guys. I don't know what else to add. That's about it. I'm like, go yeah. watch it, folks. Uh, yeah. well, hang on. I was before... say, oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say that I'm I'm curious to see because he's lost tests, he has no way of being able to confirm getting Ellie to where she needs to go will actually work based off of Tess's plan. 
um, how much this is going to like, like Ronan said, it's going to harden him. But even more than that, will he shift blame? Because he can't blame Tess for you know her dying wish is for him to complete the task. But he could take it out on Ellie, um, and be really snarky to her and be kind of like, I ain't studying this chick. Like this is all your fault, kind of thing. I'm curious to see if they're gonna take that approach with him and kind of double it down. Um, we know that if this is only the second episode and they were in this much danger, that it's gonna get rough. I think that's 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 the thing that I was I didn't expect that this much tension and terror and horror will come out of an episode like this that was so emotionally resonant, joyful at times you know, resonant to, to the game, but it was horrific at times. Like, that jump, it was downright scary. Like, when that clicker jumped over the freaking table yeah. and was on him, we were and, all I, and I was like, daggone, she got bit? And I was like, what is going on? Like, that, that is great tension. Yeah. Um, and a lot of shows can't do that. Not well, anyway. Like, they can, they can write, you know, good characters or well-rounded perspectives for characters, but but not build real tension. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this is only the second episode. What, what, what is about to go down kind of thing? Uh, but yeah, no, this is easy a 10 out of 10 episode. Like, it, it, I, don't, I, I don't have much else either. So last for me is, again, again, we've mentioned it before. I want to mention it again. Bella Ramsey. Another episode where she, uh, yeah, another episode where she goes through the emotional spectrum. She goes from the sarcasm to the joy, to the wonder of the hotel, to the snarky means of trying to break through Joel's shell when they're sitting there talking, to her amazement and wonder and fear uh, of looking over the hotel at the at the clickers and stuff on the on the ground thinking that they're dead only to realize that they're moving to the way she just imbibes the information that Tess gives her to her utter look of you know distraught shock and awe when she you know her utter look of fear and horror you know when she sees the clickers to her distraught of shock and awe when she real when she and she's the one who calls out that Tess is infected, infected. Yeah. and and even though she calls out Tess is infected, when Joel finally accepts what Tess is asking her to do, and he drags her, she's like, "We're not leaving, leaving her." her. Yeah. Yet you know she's infected. You called it out. You know she cannot stay. You know she cannot roll with y'all past this point. Yet the little time she had with the with with what she was talking and teaching her through the hotel, through the museum, to the state house, she had that bond so deep. She's like, "No, I'm not going with you. You're not leaving her." Like she's fighting to hold on to someone that is already lost. Right. Yeah. You know? She looked up to Tess, like in in a few minutes she was with her. She even when up. she wasn't saying nothing, she just kept looking at Tess, be like, "Damn, I could tell she was like, what a badass." Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and the whole, I mean the the whole, 
the fact that she has she's basically mastered showing you all these different emotions it's like she's she's treating her like she's an adult much like she told her i'm gonna talk to you like an adult you know but yet she's still a child she yeah. still has that wonder of a child because she's outside of of where she's used to being. You know, she gives you that wonder of a child, but then she also gives you that moments where she knows she has to be, quote unquote, an adult if she wants to survive. Yeah. Kudos to Bella Ramsey. She she is continuing to give, and not just her, but um. Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey are doing Troy and Ashley. Right. Yeah. Justice. Yeah. Such justice. They are treating, you know, it's like Sam said, they're giving Joel and Troy and Ellie and Ashley. They are treating them right and doing justice by them, doing right by them. I, I can't, I can't help but give them numerous amounts of kudos and just watching these episodes even draws me back to the video game awards where they were all on the stage yeah where, man. where ashley troy bella and and pedro were on the stage it just has so much more weight to it now yeah and oh my god i i i can't even this episode is so heavy you you know i was gonna come in with the you know, yeah, it's a dark episode. I'm wearing my dark shirt because, you know, they got rid of Henry Cavill. You know, <laughs> appreciate you for... I can't even really do all that right now because it's like, you know... It, it's it fucking just, sucks. It hurt. sucks. You're hurting. It, but, but the thing is, it sucks. It absolutely, it absolutely freaking blows. But that's what they wanted to give you. That's what they wanted to portray and they yeah. freaking nailed it. Yeah. I mean, back to back, like Sam said, how do you have two back to back episodes that just bullseye that hit the mark and give you everything? Right. Yeah. I I kind of part of me wants to see this next episode just to see if they hit the hat trick. I'm not even gonna lie. I mean, the show in and of itself at this point is a success to me. I think I think it is well online to being one of the, if not the best video game to television adaptation that's ever come out, already off of two episodes. But I am slowly curious to see how this third episode is going to progress because now Joe's going to be jaded. Um, Ellie is going to try. I think she's going to try to comfort him. I can see her trying to do that in some way, shape, or form. Um, but then it's kind of like he has to put his trust in a plan that he doesn't stand behind. Yeah. So all of that is going to be very fascinating to see in the next episode. But I mean, I'm also curious to see if they're going to have like a um, a flashback, you know, opening like with Tess or something like that. His first time meeting Tess or something crazy like that. We, we just don't know. There's no way yeah. of anticipating any of it. Um, but yeah, man, I don't have anything more. I think we I think it's a good spot to end. Uh, even though I want to see more, I, I, I think we're good. I think I'm, I'm, um, I'm out. So what I'll say is, um, gentlemen, thank you for joining the podcast. Um, it was a hell of an experience watching the uh, the episode with y'all. 
And uh, Sam, Ty, where can people find you? Uh, Ty Nitty on Instagram and Twitter. I ain't even doing my usual <laughs> thing. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just blown right now. I get it. You can find me at SugarSCL0320 on uh, Twitch and Instagram and TikTok. And then, of course, uh, Team JVS. When Team JVS, you guys will be able to find our non-spoiler reviews of each of these episodes. Um, and yeah, that'll be in the description bar below somewhere. And I'll leave us concluding the everything to saying to the edge of the universe and back. Endure and survive. Oh, man. Mm-hmm.